Welcome Ooh. back, Charlie. Thanks. <laughs> Hope you're feeling a little bit better. I'm not, <laughs> but thank you. I appreciate it. Oh well. In that case, I hope you, I hope you feel better soon. Uh, <laughs> I thought I thought you were gonna say I could die or some shit. <laughs> oh well, then don't get better. <laughs> fuck you. Stay ill. Yeah, fuck uh. you. Actually. <laughs> oh god, I'm going first this week, um, and I have. Um, I initially was looking at a different, like a bunch of different cases, but I picked this one because um, of something I saw on telly. It will become clear why. Um, mm. Wait, where's my juice box? There it is. Love that. What juice you got? Love it. Oh, slap. <laughs> I've got a bit of uh, rosé prosecco. It's mm. not mine; it's my sister's, but I stole it. That's okay. I won't tell her. I mean, she watched me do it. I don't think the cunt's drinking <laughs> it. But I don't think she cares. Right. <laughs> Rabina came out of my nose. Oh God! It's always Rabina that that happens with. Do you know what I mean? Like, no. if you're going to squirt a drink out your nose, it's going to be Ribena. I don't know why. No, I would have said milk, not Ribena. I know a lot I know a lot of people that have been like, oh my God, I've laughed before and squirted Ribena out my nose. And I'm like, why Ribena? Why and, why, and why clarify that it was Ribena? But it's... <laughs> you have to be specific. You can't yeah. current juice. Because then people can be like, I... what, what kind? What kind of blackcurrant juice, you fucking prick? <laughs> Tell me the brand! Exactly. Right, well, today I am going to be taking us on a little tour. I've not really read this post beforehand, so pardon you. We'll see how it goes. Um, we're going to be looking at the Williamson Tunnels. Uh, Ooh. If you're thinking they sound familiar, it's because they were... Um, Featured in uh, the little Doctor Who miniseries they just did, Doctor Who Flux. Um, oh. It wasn't good. It wasn't good. Um, I watch Doctor Who no more just because it's. I gave I gave Chris Chibnall a chance, and halfway through, I thought yeah, he's not doing too badly. And by the end, I was like, I take it back. <laughs> um, but these tunnels, I didn't know they existed until then. And I mm. looked it up, and there was a post seven months ago on uh, Unresolved Mystery subreddit by user Killfetzer. Um, so let's dive in. The Williamson Tunnels, 19th century businessman, creates extensive tunnel network under Liverpool, and nobody knows why. Mm. So... The Williamson Tunnels are an extensive network of tunnels under the Edge Hill District in the southwest of Liverpool, UK. Thank you. I know where Liverpool is. <laughs> Although they are called tunnels, uh, in the end, they're actually excavations that were overbuilt with brick arches and ceilings and then filled up on top of them. That doesn't really make sense. This post is written weirdly. They were constructed from 1805 to 1840 under the orders of businessman Joseph Williamson, the 
who shortly before had purchased a large area of land in the uh, area that was at that time undeveloped. The construction of these tunnels continued until his death in 1840, and it seems like he was always very secretive about the purpose of this tunnel network. After the tunnels were used as a... What's that mean? After the tunnels were used as a dumb in the late 19th, dumb. early 20th century... <laughs> I think you were... could have meant dumb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just, I'm just going to hire a proofreader for Reddit posts. I know the smart thing to do would be to proofread this beforehand <laughs> and correct the mistakes myself as a guy, but I didn't do that. No, it's also, okay. even if I did, I'd still just be like, what's a dumb? Like, I did not yeah. make that connection. I'm not going to no. lie. <laughs> but the tunnels were used either as a dump or as a dumb. They were a dumb waiter. People were sending food up and down them. No. Um, <laughs> Dumbbell. In the late 19th, early 20th century, they got almost forgotten. Only in the recent years have volunteers started to excavate them again. Um, today, over three kilometres of tunnels have been excavated, and there's no indication of how much further this could go. The biggest chambers found so far are up to 18 metres deep. But what were they for? He spent uh, 35 years building a massive tunnel network that seems to serve no purpose. Uh, was he okay? Well, I don't know. He was a businessman, but also, I believe, a philanthropist. Mm. Um, but I don't really know. Rich people really are always a little bit crazy, aren't they? Yeah. Mm. But anyway, uh, here's the theories on what they were used for. Number one, unlicensed sandstone quarrying. When Williamson bought the area in 1805, the rights for ground resources, e.g. minerals, under the area, in this case high-quality sandstone stayed with the original owner. So the real purpose could have been that he quarried for sandstone, sold it for profit, and only used a part of it to construct the ceilings and backfill the improvised quarries to hide the extensive amount of sandstone he quarried and avoid legal problems with mineral rights and taxes. So basically, he owned the land, but if there were any minerals under there, resources, he didn't own those. Those were still owned by the person he bought the land from. So some people think he built these tunnels as a way of, like, he was quarrying it out. But then, so people didn't come along and go, excuse me, this is a fucking quarry. He'd go, no, it's not. Look, I've built a tunnel. It's a tunnel. <laughs> it's, it's a tunnel, obviously. I won't tell you what it is, but it's got a purpose. Oh, my and, God. And he got away with he got away with no, it. That's, that's one theory. There's no evidence of oh, that, oh, that, that okay. he... Um, gathering sandstone and selling it for profit. Or I don't believe there is. It doesn't sound like there is. Um, I mean, it's possible. But it's possible. Um, philanthropic considerations. As I said, he's a philanthropist. Uh, this theory um, says that he hired... Oh, pardon you. <laughs> he... Obviously, he. I don't think he was necessarily making money. Unless he was doing the sandstone quarrying, in which case he was making money. But... He, I'm pretty sure, earned his money through other means. He was a businessman or whatever, but he was also mm. philanthropic in nature a lot of the time. Um, so some people think that he 
hired a very large workforce, mostly from former unemployed and uneducated people uh, out of philanthropic reasons, sort of to give these people a purpose and an income. So the tunnels were, in the end, completely pointless and meaningless, but it was just a means of, like, creating um, uh, jobs for people, just being like, Mm. I'm just going to keep digging random tunnels and hiring people to do it because it gives people a stable income. Uh, And the fact that he was doing it up until he died, which would be really weird, but... uh, Yeah, I don't know about that. uh, Yeah. um, But weirder things have been done, I suppose. Um, Yeah. It just doesn't make any sense. Not that the yeah. whole story does anyway, but, you know. Apparently, one theory point in this direction would be that some of the structures and the tunnels are unnecessarily complex if their purpose was to just conceal an illegal excavation site. So, like, people have looked at them and gone, this is wait, like, if you were covering an excavation site, you wouldn't go this complex with these tunnels. Um, and the more complex structures... Um, mean that his workforce could actually learn new techniques and actually a lot of his former employees later found employment in other construction sites with the knowledge they gained while working in the tunnels um so some people theorized that actually he was using it to sort of help people get experience and then get other jobs and find a trade if that makes sense yeah Um, i guess um, i can see that but i'm just I, I don't know. I don't trust rich people. <laughs> I don't know. No, I I no. agree. I'm I feel that mm. uh, optimal area usage is a theory. Um, Williamson dug the excavations to get high quality sandstone for the houses in the vastly expanding Liverpool. Mm-hmm. After he dug up the useful sandstone, he closed up the excavations and quarries to get more usage of the area he had purchased it, but that doesn't really make sense that's not really a what sorry <laughs> sorry what do you mean optimal area usage no no i thought that that sentence was going somewhere and it wasn't <laughs> no <laughs> so he was well. oh okay no i'm i'm on board no. they just ex- they just explained it really really poorly basically some people think he bought it to build houses on but he was also trying to use the uh, land in an optimal way. So, like, rather than just buying a plot of land and building houses on, he was like, I'm going to quarry underneath it first, get anything useful out from underneath, and then you can't just leave quarries down there, so you built the tunnels and everything almost as, like, a foundation, and then built houses on top of it. So, like... Surely that would just weaken the foundation, though. No, no, because it was all like arches and everything under there. If anything, that's quite a sturdy foundation. Mm, okay. um, well, see, the way I was viewing it, it was this like, kind of it, like this fucking janky setup. Digging it himself with a shovel. No, I, he had like I a large know. workforce. They're very large. It's like why? Uh, why uh, did I think that? Like tube tunnels, like what the tube in London goes like. Being... Oh, so it's massive. Like brick arches, like he dug these t- like Shit. large tunnelways and then filled them all with like brick arches or like a large network, of, almost like catacombs under fuck? the city. What the fuck kind but, of drugs was he taking? 
Exactly. But what, one theory is that, well, he did that because obviously that's a sturdy foundation and he was like, well, I've bought this land. I'm going to get everything useful out underneath first, fill it in, and then pop houses on top, which uh, might might have been why. Don't know. Uh... Uh, but like you say, he was a strange old man. And uh, that's what this last theory is. It was the folly of an eccentric man. Mm. From the reports at the time, it seems that Williamson was kind of eccentric. Yeah, but hold on. <laughs> I get that reports at the time say that Williamson was kind of eccentric, but this is the guy who was building tunnels that no one knew the purpose of, so of course they would consider him. That's the eccentric thing. But Yeah. Oh no, actually, hold on. I, don't, I should really finish sentences before I get angry. Um, mm, yeah. From reports at the time... <laughs> Well, I mean, I'm not going to stop, but I should. No, I know. But from reports at the time, it seems that Williamson was kind of eccentric. And also the houses he built were described as strange. And they've put unrational, but the word is irrational. Irrational. Um, Fucking idiot. Example, <laughs> in the basement of his own house that he lived in, four gigantic wood stoves were excavated. So this theory oh. just says, yeah. This th- like, he... The houses he built and stuff were all a bit weird, and he seems like he might have been a bit strange. So I think everyone was just like, this was just a weird old man being weird, <laughs> doing weird things. It was, it was just a weirdo, and he was just he like, was I'm just... going to build me some tunnels. Which, to be fair, I'm not going to lie, if I had the money, like I would, I would be like, oh, do you know what? I'm going to do something here. I'm just going to leave a mystery behind before <laughs> I die. I'm just going to cause everyone so much confusion. I'd love it. Yeah, that would be good, actually. That's definitely something that you'd do as well. It, yeah. And the mm. fact that it was like when he died, although I say that, it was 35 years of his life, but... It was his whole life. It wasn't It wasn't after he died. Five years of his life is like so long as well, though. That it's just isn't... be like, I'm going to be a bit quirky. That's like over half of your lifespan as well. Say so if you over yeah. half of your lifespan that you you do this stupid shit. And there's also whatever the fuck it was in Doctor Who, uh, which is that uh, he built it to because he saw the end of the world and uh, all the timelines were converging or some shit, and he built Oof. it as a way to travel between <laughs> them. And also, he continued building the tunnels. He was like, the end of the world's coming. I'm hoping that this will be a shelter for as many people as possible. But if something. the world ends, how how, I don't how would know. you live underground? I don't if know, the world it, is gone, like... I'm sorry, I'm just getting angry. I don't, I don't know. It wasn't good. <laughs> no, Doctor Who hasn't been good, ever. It wasn't good. No. Russell T. Davis is coming back though, so I don't Bye. know who that is, and I'm not gonna pretend to. He's the one who wrote um the Eccleston and Tennant era. Oh, okay. So he's an icon then. So he's he's the one good writer modern Doctor Who has had, and he's coming back. Oh, it's about fucking time. Where the fuck has lives. he been? Uh he was busy writing um years I don't and years. Care. I don't care what he was doing. He shouldn't have left. Well, he, he he wanted to move on to bigger and better things, so I say that. He didn't really, did he? Well, no, no years just... and years he did. But then he also I did that cucumber, that banana. I never watched it, but apparently it was really good. Mm. Isn't there a song called that? Uh, no, there's a singer called that. 
Yeah, that's where I got confused. I thought it was either a song or a band, but it was neither. I think so. I might be chatting shit. No, we did write that. I think he also made the um, "It's a Sin." He met, he wrote that as well and created well, that. Well, that's that song. No, no, the TV series. <laughs> I don't know what this shit is, Alice. I'm sorry. Is that good? Well, you know, you know, Ollie Alexander did a cover of "It's a Sin" Velton John. Who? Ollie Alexander, aka the uh, when he uh, forms stage name years and years, uh, he uh, did a cover of "It's a Sin," the Pet Shop oh. Boys song with Elton John. Um, okay. Well, he was in when? the main cast of it recently. He was in the main oh. cast of "It's a Sin," the TV show, which is about uh, gay people struggling through the AIDS crisis. Okay, iconic. Sounds amazing. I've well, I been th- living I think under it was, a rock. I think it was very uh, emotional and traumatic. Oh well, it would be, in wouldn't good, it? That's a good, that's a like not like a like not that it was bad. It was very no, good. No, sometimes you... not in real life, but in like films, you know. But Russell T Davis, he has been off actually getting awards and shit. So good for him. Okay, I don't. Yeah, I didn't. I really like. I have been living under a rock, bro. I don't know who any of those people are. It's okay. It's okay. What were, what were we talking about? Tunnels. Um. Uh, I was done. I was done. What have you got? Tell me anything spooky. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, just give me a whole second to process that. So we built these tunnels. One. Okay. Right. So the story that I've got <laughs> <laughs> is. Oh, we have like built tunnels. That's all you need to know. Yeah. We don't know what they're for. He could have been mining. He could have been a do nutter. You, or do uh, you think maybe he was? <laughs> oh my goodness! Pardon me. We'll cut that. We'll cut what that was out. that? What? No, that we won't. Sneeze. What was that? That was, was amazing. That was amazing. I loved it. What was that? Okay. I've never heard you say. Um, what do you mean illegal things? What, like murdering and shit? I don't know. Well, no, because no one <laughs> there'd be there'd be bodies down there. Well, not necessarily. What if he ate the bodies on those wood stove things? Huh? I See? don't. I don't really. I think if you were a murderer, you'd just kill people in a dark alley. I don't think you'd build your own underground dark alley to. Murder yeah, but you've in. got to get into the mind of this fucking crazy millionaire philanthropist. How's he getting people down there, Charlie? Oh, Ask he, me that. He, he gives them a job and he's like, I need you to um, put a brick back into my wall and then he takes them down there. Um, We'd know if like <laughs> there were reports of his workers going missing. <laughs> well, maybe they were unregistered. I don't know. What year was this? It was in Liverpool. Exactly. The docks. It's- that's what I'm saying, man. There could have been undocumented people and he was doing some shady shit. I don't know. There's just so many possibilities. I don't think border control was that enforced back then, Charlie. No. I don't think there was I don't think in the eighteen hundreds there was such a thing as documented or undocumented. <laughs> I think you were just a person no. who existed. No, I'm sure there was documents. Or or maybe it was nineteen hundreds or I'm thinking. I don't know, man. I don't know when that went uh Right, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> the 
story that I've got is from user Vitgero. Vitg. Vitg. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Zero. V I T J with a zero. Um, and it is called uh, Strange Man Met While Hiking. And unlike Alice this time, I did proofread this and I did get some, you know, goose pimples running down my spine. So it starts, uh, I had this encounter about a year ago, but I started thinking about it quite recently. Uh, so I made an account just to post it. So please do. I also wanted to add that while I don't fully dismiss the paranormal, I don't really believe in ghosts, cryptids and such. This encounter didn't really change my mind about that. Oh, and this is from Our Humanoid Encounters. It's quite a good subreddit. I like it a lot. Spooky. It's just, um, it's just a subreddit for meeting people. Yeah, just humanoids. I, I encountered a humanoid. <laughs> um, it was my nan. Uh, it wasn't my nan's house. But I encountered it. And she was a humanoid. She was a humanoid on account of her being a human. Human. Um, <laughs> and um, but but my god, was it creepy? <laughs> She's getting a bit old now, so she's starting to look less and less. So many wrinkles. Like what's she hiding in there? Secrets? <laughs> I don't know. Very very secret secrets. Um, I had decided to go on a, a solo hiking trip, uh, which was his first mistake. First of all, don't go on solo hi- hiking trips. It's quite dangerous, um, especially if uh, you don't tell people where you're going. Don't so. go on solo hiking trips. Yes. That's it's, month's song. That's... So, unless you're experienced. Uh, I, I'm experienced not, I'm, people can die. There's, they also have that prior knowledge of like, okay, I'll let someone know where I'm going, when I'm going, and when I'm coming back. Uh, That's not true. Some people are experienced, but uh, still think they're above that. Or some people are experienced and then don't do it because they think they know better. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Okay, I'll shut them. But just don't go solo hiking. It's it's not. I think the the only solution is to round up all the uh, hikers and kill them and kill them. Yeah, which I know. I know that would probably create a lot of true crime. Which I mean, (laughs) for our industry, great, but. But like, so. I just stop walking up mountains and through woods. Stop walking. Just um, stop. Get wheels. Get wheels. Just chop, get chop your feet wheels. off. Chop your feet off at the ankles, and you know, like just a shopping wheels. trolley. Just get <laughs> like shopping heelys. trolley wheels. Yeah. Just heelys. Just like... get heelys. Get wheels. <laughs> but put wheels implanted into. To the bottom of your feet, so that when um, you oh, I went on a hike. Just walk down, Asta. <laughs> same same exercise. You're still walking, yeah, and you're less likely to be murdered and die. Ooh, depends where you are. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if you're in if you're in London, then like oof, or oof. fucking Colchester. Or right, don't diss Colchester. I love that place. Many drunken gets- nights there. People get stabbed a lot in Colchester, though. There's, yeah, they there's do. like stabbing every week these days. Yeah, it's fucked. There was there was one really bad one uh, here. I won't go into because it was really sad. But yeah, that was right in the center of town. Rip. Um, Bloody hell. 
I'm not even f- fucking started into this story yet. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's Con- Continue on. Okay. Uh, I decided to go on a solo hiking trip for about two weeks. Uh, this would have been my second time doing something like this. Um, and you the first experienced. No, he's not. Oh. He's been hiking once before. The first two days of the hike were very average and relaxing. Just a simple hike. But at night, things got a little bit weird. Um, I went to sleep at around uh, 9 or 10. Sorry, he's he's written it out in like the, the hundreds. You know, that kind of... And I'm, I'm gay and, and dyslexic. I can't read. So... Oh, I, I love her at yeah, 24-hour clock. Read it? I have to count on my fucking fingers. Like... 13, just 40. I can't subtra- do it. Just subtract two. I cannot do mental maths. That's fine. At all. I like it because when it's 137, the clock says 1337, which is leap. That okay, that's pretty epic. I do like that. Yeah. yeah. Um and nothing much had happened until around 2 a.m. Uh I remember smelling a faint stench of rotting meat. It wasn't anything too crazy, but it was weird enough to somewhat wake me up. Um, I tried to ignore it and go back to sleep, but then I started to notice that something was moving around my tent. I didn't think that because of the, I did think that because of the smell and the sound that it it could have been some zombie. (laughs) It's a zombie, some carnivorous animal that maybe stank of rotting meat for whatever reason. Um, but since me and my pussy stink, <laughs> girl boss gatekeep, <laughs> pussy stink. <laughs> no, I hate that. Um, but since I was still half asleep, I wanted to make sure it wasn't a bear or something, so I opened my eyes to check around. Now, just to note that during the night, the moon was quite bright so it was possible to see quite well outside. So when I opened my eyes, I could see a vague, lanky, humanoid shadow outside of my tent. I didn't feel like I was in danger or anything. I did have a sidearm with me, so even if I was... So even if it was some creep, and I... Even if it was some... What if my arms are on my side? Creep. That's good. That's probably the best place to have your arms. Yeah. Um, I have an arm on each side. Really? Mm. Wow. That's fancy, Alice. Um, I didn't really feel threatened while holding a gun. After about a minute, the guy left and the smell also disappeared. Uh, But since it was a very creepy encounter, I stayed awake for about an hour. um, And after nothing nothing else happened, I went back to bed. The next day, I had that weird feeling of being watched by something dangerous. Uh, but I don't. Ooh. Oh, but I don't. Oh, oh fucking hell! There it is. Oh, but I don't know if it was because okay, I was confident no, in my ability to protect myself or whatever. But I didn't feel like I was in any danger at all. I just felt creeped out. I um, I didn't really at all very much, uh, to be fully honest. And because of that, I set up a camp a lot faster than I usually did. But I didn't go to bed at my normal time, since I didn't want someone sneaking up on me again. At around 1am, I could smell that weird smell again, so I gripped my gun a little bit tighter and tried to find the guy. But instead, all I saw were just a pair of 
place in the distance. I stared at them for about five minutes and then they just vanished together, together with the smell. I didn't feel like I was being watched anymore during that night. So after an hour, I did decide to go to sleep. Um, this guy's got fucking nerves of steel because I would shit myself and immediately leave. Um, yeah, but he has a gun. Yeah, I, uh, I suppose so. I think if you had a gun in your hand and there was some like creepy person sneaking around at night, you'd be like, yeah, try it, mate. I've got a fucking gun. Do you know what I mean? You, like, yeah, do you know what? That's that's fair. I'd, I'd, I'd even shoot off a warning fire into the sky like, fuck off. I reckon it would scare him off. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Scared. But I was thinking that the whole time. Like, I would shit myself. Even with or without a gun, I'd shit myself. Um, the next day the feeling of being watched was back but again I didn't feel as though I was in any danger at all Um, but I decided that even though I felt that way I would still rather cut this trip short instead of actually getting into a situation where I'm in danger itchy nose Um, so I started making my way back oh it's proper itchy I need to moisturise nothing really happened that night um the next day I could the next day I suddenly could smell that rotten stench. It wasn't any stronger than before, but since I was in a decently large clearing at the time and didn't see anyone or anything around me, I did panic a little bit and started walking with a faster pace. <clears throat> I'm not exactly sure how long I walked, um, but around midday the stench got stronger. Now, I think that it's important to note that I don't have the best vision and I should wear glasses. Mistake number two. But I don't most of the time. So when I looked around me and saw a grey humanoid figure quite far away to my left, I did panic. But by the time I put my glasses on, it was gone. Um, after that, I really didn't feel like staying there for much longer. So I started going, <laughs> started doing a slow run to get out of there faster. I... I had run quite a distance while feeling something following me, but then I ran into this strangely peaceful clearing where both the stench and the feeling of being watched stopped. It was a relatively small clearing with a few small boulders around, but the strange thing was that a man who looked to be in his late 40s or maybe early 50s was sitting boulders. <clears throat> he was wearing very plain dad clothes. <laughs> oh, I'm Gerald. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus fuck! I can't believe you got got by Gerald. Oh, Gerald! Gerald, <laughs> are you good? Yeah, I just, you know, when your throat gets really dry, and then you have to cough. Yeah. Sorry, just I need a Ribena break. I'm, I'm not. I'm, just, just while I have my Ribena break, I'm gonna be real with you guys, listeners. I am fucking strong. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. No. Not sponsored by Ribena. Uh, Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. But uh, (sighs) if you would like Ribena Talk to be a uh, common segment. (laughs) Oh, um, no, I have to stock up on Ribena. I don't always get it because it's full of shit. They don't know, Charlie. They don't know that we're not drinking Ribena. This is I can't audio, lie. This is an audio format. I can lie, and I lie all the time, and I love lying. Okay, go boss. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Um, okay. Gerald, um, it won't, why won't it scroll up? There it is. Um, yeah, he's in his 40s or maybe even early 50s. Was sitting on one of the boulders. Not something. Oh, he was wearing very plain dad clothes. Definitely not something you should be wearing while hiking in the middle of nowhere. Uh, plus, he had no gear anywhere near him. But the thing that I noticed first about the guy was his strangely bright green eyes. They weren't bright in the literal sense, but more like the kind of brightness you would see in the eyes of a child. Um, after running for so long, That's I was exhausted. Oh, what is that song called? Is it? Yeah. I was about to sing yeah. a Lewis Capaldi song, like the complete wrong song. When the day bleeds, it's like why did into nightmare and you're not here to get me through it all. Lost their fucking minds. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> I don't know, what's, man. What's going <laughs> on? Tell me about Gerald and his and his baby eyes. <laughs> baby doll eyes is a Pokemon move. I yeah, think. it is. It is. Yeah. It, I think it um, charms the uh, opponent. Uh, after running for so long, I was exhausted, <laughs> and the man noticed that and told me to sit down on the boulders and rest. I didn't even think about it and sat down. We talked for a while, mostly about hiking and nature, and what was very friendly smile that made me feel at ease. When I had rested enough, he offered to help me build my campsite in the clearing. He was very good at starting a fire. We shared a cup of tea, and he told me that he he told me that he really enjoyed talking to me, but he had to go now. He didn't really say why or where he had to go, but he just stood up and left. That night, I didn't hear any noises other than a few birds and crickets. When I woke up the next day, I felt very refreshed. I packed up and started to continue along the trail. I didn't feel like I was being watched or smelled that stench at all during the rest of my hike. Um, well then, this was the first time I've told the story in full detail. I usually say that some animal or whatever was following me since that that way people would actually believe me but I decided to actually write exactly what happened I also wanted to apologize for the long post in my English oh that's why it was um okay I wondered why it didn't flow as well as it usually would I wish um, the other guy fucking apologized for his bad English it was like native English as well it's always it's always the native English speakers that are really bad at spelling. Like I can attest to this. I'm so bad at spelling and grammar and talking in general. I always find that people who are non native English speakers are much better. Yeah. I love when people are like, sorry for my bad English and it's like <laughs> Bestie, have you seen the other posts? <laughs> Honestly. Um there was a comment that I wanted to read. Um, that was my dad, Gerald. Yeah, Gerald. That's the comment. <laughs> so, <laughs> he said you were a bit of a prick. <laughs> yeah. And you looked well scared. <laughs> didn't even ask him if he wanted help getting home. I mean, he's in his 50s and he's in the middle of the woods with no gear. And he didn't even offer him. 
Unbelievable. Um, so this post comment, this comment post is from Anthogus84. Um, and they say, I'm reading and stop to write. You may answer, but it's a great story. Don't, okay. Um, I'm just wondering why you didn't ask the man about his lack of gear in the middle of nowhere and perhaps about some of the other oddities leading up to the peaceful and timely encounter with the man. Anyways, reading on. World peace. Emojis. P.S. Excellent English and storytelling, my dude. Um, And then OP replies, "Um, I know this will sound somewhat dumb, but I really didn't think about uh, with basically nothing. Um, And then Anthogus84 replies, "Um, I like how you say you don't fully dismiss the paranormal. Do you believe any part of the creature or man was otherworldly or other dimension, or perhaps the man was a non-human entity? OP says, while I can't say whether or not the man was some paranormal entity, since he seemed like he was just a nice, normal old man, but that thing that was following me around did not seem normal. I'm not sure if that's because it was some sickly animal with some physical and mental conditions, or some kind of supernatural being. Honestly, it's hard to say because the entire experience felt so surreal. But if I had to pick whether or not that thing was a sick animal or some entity, I would most likely go with the paranormal entity since I don't know of any illness that would make an animal follow you around for days without... and also make them look like a humanoid man. Um, But some of the comments were hinting that... um... That's Boglin's disorder. Yeah? What does... Boglin's disorder, it makes you smell like rotten meat, follow people around and look like a man. Isn't that just a, a Boglin? No, it's Boglin's disorder. Oh, right. Boglin's okay. aren't real, so it's... Oh, okay, but it's, be, it's a disorder like a, that... <laughs> does... Squirrels, um, yeah. ferrets, um, uh-huh. ducks, uh-huh. Um, lost children... Sometimes uh-huh. catch it. Um, grapes, like the grapes. fruits, yeah, they can yeah. catch it. Um, oh. But that's just Boglin's disorder. Okay, but I, so... it's not very common, so I'm not surprised this imbecile hadn't heard of it before. <laughs> what a fucking idiot. Yeah. I can't believe that. Um, yeah, he's just not as smart <clears throat> as me, so it's all right. I'll forgive him. Yeah, that's okay. Um uh, a lot of the comments seem to say that the kind man with children eyes in his head were could have been some kind of um, forest spirit or you know a, a guardian angel of sorts. Forest spirits. <laughs> I had to think, and I, that's the only way I could think. Um, Ballet, and yeah, Ballet. and that's that's the story of Vigio, oh Vig Zero. And they're Dio. humanoid. Vigio. Vig. Vig zero. Vitage. I like watching videos. Vigio. Uh, on the YouTubes. On the computer. <laughs> oh my good. I'm God. so unwell, Alice. You have no idea. <laughs> right, we're going to wrap up because I'm scared. <laughs> Charlie's going to burp up a lung. Oh my uh, god. I just Are you burped good? up my spleen. 
No, I don't I'm even not. know what a spleen is. It's that you your body that doesn't really do much. I think it was used when we ate grass. I don't know. I thought no, I thought that was the appendix. Oh, maybe you're right. I think the spleen needs I need answers. What does Welcome to the spleen the talk part of the show? Spleen do. Da 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 spleen talk. That's our little jingle for the spleen right, talk. Right, okay, you definitely you definitely do need your spleen. Um it finds well, then put it back in. In the blood. Oh, I can't now. It's what, gone out. What invades Germany? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your spleen will inevitably invade Germany. To break the news to you guys. <laughs> it, it fights invading germs in the blood. So it keeps your blood, your blood working and, you know. Oh, it's right... Back. Oh, oh! I've had some spleen pains. It's right in your rib cage, right at the bottom. Anyway, spleen talk's over. Uh, why don't we wrap it up? See you again next week for spleen talk. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for listening to Queerstries. If you enjoyed this episode, if you enjoyed spleen talk, and if you enjoyed Ribena talk, uh, <laughs> please tell a friend, tell Ribena, tell your spleen. Mm-hmm. It would really mm-hmm. help us out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and please consider leaving us a rating or a review, or both. You can do both. Uh, our theme music was composed by Emily Glass, pardon you, who you can find on Twitter at EmilyXGlass. Mm-hmm. To get all the latest updates about our show, you can follow us on Twitter. Our username is at Queerstories. If you want to follow us individually on Twitter, my username is Slimelia. Uh, Charlie, where are you? <coughs> Oh, <laughs> central fucking good god! I'm so sorry, everyone. <laughs> I know, I know that this is part of the course for our podcast, but the, those are meaty ones. Good god! You can find me on Twitter at SilvertonRST1. I'm sorry for this whole show. <laughs> Honestly, and go and um, I d- I don't know. No, I don't deserve it. I don't. I don't deserve. Go, a shout go out and find something for his uh, gastrointestinal distress. <laughs> I need a hospital. Bro. <laughs> all right. Oh God! Right. Thank you all for listening. Bye bye. Goodbye. <laughs>